Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. I am in St. Louis area this weekend at the National Fitness Business Alliance uh, conference. It's part of the uh, the umbrella of Perform Better, so I'm sure all of you know um, about Perform Better. And if you don't know about National Fitness Business Alliance, I urge you to check that out. Uh, I'm joined today with Thomas Plummer. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you've definitely seen I put a shit ton of posts out with his picture, he's just now founding this out, but it was, it was all about him and quotes, quotes that he made, and, uh, and I really respect him and his advice. So it's just an absolute pleasure. He's been in the fitness industry for over 40 years, and he's literally seen you know, every fitness quote-unquote trend, what works, what doesn't work. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that and, and, and how to be a better coach, more successful coach, um, and just be an overall better fitness professional. So, Thomas, thanks for taking the time. I'm glad we finally got to make this happen. Oh, thank you. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. So. Good. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know about your background. Just kind of give us a brief synopsis. That's uh, that's always a funny question because <laughs> I've, I've been around so long that it's just like, does anybody actually have missed me at this point? But I, I still have people coming up and go, <clears throat> so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure. Good you know, question. I just... Uh, Travel around, talk to uh, coaches everywhere, people in the fitness business, try to talk about th- what they do. So uh, through the years, I've uh, been pe- uh, somebody that lectures. You know, I've written a, a you know couple of books. There's like ten of them out now on the business side of it. But at this stage of my life, I'm more of that guy that coaches coaches on how to be the best they can be and what they do. Yeah. And that's kind of the as I end my career, so to speak. That's that's the part I like most is is helping young coaches just to get the most out of their careers. What do you want to do? Who are you going to be? You know, how are you going to make money? How are you going to take care of your family? You know, what's your future? And that's the part I just I, I still love, and I, that's what I. And so if you had to put my whole career into that, that's who I am today. Is somebody that just you know gives a damn about what these guys are going to do with the rest of their lives. Yeah, a little more focus. It seems like yeah. that's what I'm getting yeah. out of like the first day at least was more, fo- especially at the very end. Like get focused, make sure you have your ducks in a row. What do you want, and how are you going to get there? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very interesting point because uh, a lot of guys go, uh, you go to a, a motivational workshop, even in our industry, and somebody goes, you got to live with intensity. And it's just like, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. But the, it, it, intensity, applying the level of work that you need to do, doesn't matter unless you have the focus or what are you trying to accomplish. So intensity without focus is just wasted energy. Yeah. So the, the challenge for a lot of young coaches is, you know, what, what is your career going to mean? What do you want? What do you, you know, what's this going to mean? I think the hardest question I ask people, and I think the most important question, is uh, 10 years from now we're sitting in a bar, we're having a glass of wine, and I go, you know, what did it mean to be you the last 10 years? Yeah. You know, what happened in the last 10? You know, did you change life? Did you make a difference? Is the world better because you're there? Are, are there people, hundreds and hundreds of people, 
their lives are improved because you're a good coach, or you just 10 years older just wasted that time and just taking up space. Right. So that question you have to ask yourself is, you know, what, what happened? What did it mean to be you? And you have to kind of look back and, okay, this is who I am. This is what I want. So if you're going to use the intensity rule, I'm good with that, but you've got to show me the focus. What, you know, what do you want? What are you trying to get done? And not a lot of guys know that, especially at a younger age. That's interesting because when I, and granted, I've only been, you know, been doing this for just over a decade, but when you first start and, the, and all you want to do is just like, I just want to get in the gym and help people work out. It's going to be fun. And then as you, as you age and your business age, and then, you know, family comes along, things like that happen. You start to kind of look back on who helped you and you realize that this is, this is my career and I'm going to make the best out of this I possibly can. I'm going to be the best professional I possibly can. And I think that um, maybe we're, we talked about this yesterday in, in the course that you can't find good coaches right now. And I don't know if that's because people that come into the industry, they, they might not have like that focus. They think that I know a lot of people who just want to get in, make, make the, it's a transition job. They think it's a transition, transition job. They'll go from like being a banker, I'm like screw this, I'm gonna go you know, train people for a living for a couple of, a couple of years or maybe a couple of months before I find something else. And that kind of does a disservice to the industry when people can't, they, they don't see us as like a, a mainstay in, in the professional world. Right. The, the, the hard thing about this is the, the, you can look at a lot of different t- statistics, but the average coach only lasts about four years. Yeah. So why? Why do you get into something you love so much and you're so passionate about and then you burn out in four years? Mm-hmm. But it's really how the, you know, one, you got to pay your dues. You're going to be a couple years. You're going to be that young coach. You can be that guy. Mm-hmm. You're not the master coach. You're a guy that's, you know, you got a learner's permit basically. Right. So, but once you get in, so do you want to make this a living? And if you want to, there's a tremendous amount of money that can be made in this business. But the, the, sadly, most people come in, they don't know what they want, so they end up working for a chain, making $12, $15 an hour. Right. You're not getting any help. You're trying to learn going to workshops and stuff like that. So, you know, these, we see a lot of these young guys show up to perform better workshops. You know, it's, it's the greatest coaching event in the world if you're a, a serious professional coach. You've got to be to those things. But that said, there's guys come in there and they just, there's, they're trying to gather a little information, but they go back and they're making 15 bucks an hour working for a chain that doesn't appreciate them. So right. they, they're gone in four years. They, get a, they, quote, have to get a real job. Right, and, right, yeah. yeah. And that's, but now we're seeing, I think for the first time, at least in my career, there's guys coming in now that you look at this, okay, I can own a small training gym. I can make a couple hundred thousand a year in my pocket. Uh, you can be guys like Frank Nash or Justin Grinnell that, you know, that make you know, a tremendous amount of money. They're wildly successful. Uh, so there's a career path here if yeah. you want to do it, but when you come in, you still you have to have that expectation. What am I trying to accomplish? Uh, a lot of guys are just general coaches. I'll, I'll, I'll just coach anybody. And uh, the, the future is going to belong to people that want to be specialists, yeah. the people that want to come in and go, okay, I'm going to work with just fitness after 50. I'm going to work with uh, just women over 40. I'm going to work with just kids but up to 18 years old. And people don't have focus, so they come into the industry and they're like, I'm going to be this generalist. So you end up working, you know, you work three, you know, two or three clients in the morning on Monday, you got two hours off, you come back in the evening, you work, you do that four days a week, Friday morning you work, Saturday morning you work, and the client says, can you come in on Sunday? I just, you know, I want you on Sunday. So you're working six, seven days a week, you're working split shifts, you work 55 hours to get 25 hours of coaching in. Right. So, yay, I'm making 30 bucks an hour. No, you're not. You've been in the gym 60 hours, you're making like $12 after it's all said and done. 
But uh, and so coaches burned, and it's a shame. But but there is a shortage of coaches now. Yeah, there are. There's never been a better time to be in the gym business than today. There's uh, the gyms are opening at a huge rate. The training gym business is expanding. Uh, even companies like Anytime Fitness, you know, they've got four thousand units worldwide. They're trying to convert these into training gyms. Retro Fitness has two hundred gyms, and they're trying to go back and convert those into training centric gyms. So if you're a coach and you want to make a living, you, you can do that. But you just want to be a coach. You, want to, also, you yeah. want to be the guy that can manage people. Then that's worth a lot of money. You want to be the person that can make money for the gym and by you know, being able to talk to clients and getting them the right programs. Right. You know, the assessor role, that's worth a lot of money. If you want to be a line coach, that's a beautiful thing, but there's a flat line to that. And you're only going to have a limited amount of hours and time that you can do that. So if you want to do this for a career, you have to have a long-term view. I'm going to start here. I'm going to move here. At some point in here, I'm going to either own my own gym or I'm going to be managing people. Right. If you do that, then that's a career. That's, that's 100, 200, 300, 400, a million dollars a year job some yeah. of these guys make. But you have to have a plan when you get in. You just can't come in and go, I'm going to be a coach. Right. Uh, and the problem with that is where most of us are intrinsic driven in this thing. We, we, we do it for the love of doing it. Mm-hmm. We, we get that warm, fuzzy feeling because, hey, I just coached somebody today. and Oh, they had a great I time. I love it. Yeah, right. Yeah, they gave me a hug. So, yeah, by God, I feel good. Yep. Trouble is intrinsic doesn't feed the kid, <laughs> you know, intrinsic. So you have to be a little bit um, outwardly focused where you come in and say, look, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to be the best coach ever. I'm going to make a lot of money doing this. If you give yourself permission to do that, you're going to be better than most coaches. Yeah. The, so go, I'm going to take a step back to what you said at the very beginning about burnout. Because I think that, obviously, it, it, I, I see it often. I can see it in people who um, have been, you know, around that, like, five-year mark where they're just like – they don't have they don't have the focus like downstream. They're just like I just wake up every day at four o'clock. I get to the gym at five. I do my thing and I go home and then I repeat. And I think one of the and correct me you know if you see something different, but I think that if you're if you come in and you mentioned paying your dues, there there's a line where the person that says you need to pay your dues, you need to work your butt off. And I completely agree. You got to put in the work and got to put in the effort. But unless that that same person is saying okay, you've been here, you've been doing this. Let me try to feed you a little bit. Let me try to help you along. Here's the next step. Because we get into this, and I've, I've been in it. Um, just a couple of years ago, I, I shortened my schedule because I was like, I'm, I'm not working in the evenings anymore. Here's my schedule now. So I condensed. Thankfully, I didn't lose any, any uh, clients out of it. It was a good transition for me. But we get into this habit of, you know, I'm a coach. I own my own business. I work for myself. I can't eat unless I work. And so you just drive yourself into the ground. No vacations, no time off with friends. You don't, then you start to like really dislike the, the people that you're working with, unfortunately, working for, coaching. And um, there's something better out there. And I think as a, as a coach progresses, and I don't know the time frame for it, but it's okay to say, to step, to step back and say, I want to live better. And here's how I'm going to do that. Yeah, there's an old term called uh, uh, human energy hours, H-E-H, and you have 50 of those a week. So that means you've got 50 good hours that you, you can work 100, but you're only aware and alert and productive for about 50 of those. So if you're a coach and you're, you're at 50 hours, the thing is it's not, it's not like nine. you come in at 9 and you work till 5 and you have a client every hour and you go home at you know, 5.30 and you're sitting on the couch going, I made a lot of money today. The clients don't work that way. So you come in in the morning and I get to hit those two or three clients, but they don't want to train midday. So you got three or four hours, you're just sitting there, yeah. you know, eating shit out of a plastic bowl, standing up in the <laughs> break room. 
and then you're hanging around waiting or you run a few errands or you try to get your workout in mm -hmm. and then the evening shift comes in so for you to make those 50 hours of work so any coach you know 32 hours to me is when a coach is just you're brain dead after that if you're coaching 32 hours Mm -hmm. Over six days of period, that's a lot of work. Yeah, because you and you because you you know you're smiling for thirty two hours. You know when you're standing in the gym at nine o'clock and you're hoping Mrs. Johnson doesn't show up at ten because you need to poop. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, so Mrs. Johnson's five minutes late. Please go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. But if not, it's going to be like okay, I'm not going to be able to poop till four o'clock. Yeah. You know that's the life of a coach. It's like oh my god, I just hope she's late because I can't. I got to go to the bathroom. But now I'm booked all the way through. Yeah. Well, we like to book all the way through, but sure. after a certain point, it just kills you. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the big lesson for all young coaches is hourly is where we start, but you can't finish there. You know, you can't trade your life for an hour at a time. It, anybody in any job listening to this, you just, there's a point when you're an hourly worker where you just, you submit, your life is done. So you see a lot of people at the post office standing back there, they're working for the hour. They mm, gotta, yeah. you know, I work for the government, I'm standing here, but- Clock in, clock out. Clock out, yeah. and then after, but after a certain amount of time, you just, you become brain dead. And there's only a certain amount of money you can make. Oh, hey, I got a 3% raise this year. Okay, you went from $18 to, you know, now you're making 18, what, 36? Right. You know, big deal. You know, it's just, if you want to make money, you're going to have to be able to trade what you know for results or bigger picture. Yeah. So in our world as a coach, you, you start as an hourly coach, but you can't finish there. In fact, you don't want to stay there very long because there's only, you're going to, you just, it doesn't work. You can't stand there for 10 years doing an hour at a time, training your life, trying to work 50 hours to get 30 hours in. Because sooner or later, you're gonna sit on the couch at nine o'clock at night, your spouse is going to go, this isn't working, we're done. No, you, you can't be at the gym till nine o'clock every night. You gotta come home, see your kids, you gotta do this stuff. You, you, there's a point where it just fails. And the problem is a lot of these guys quit in four years when yeah. they just could have changed how they think about their career. Uh, yes, that, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just you, you, at some point when you, you know, when you're 22, the shit works. When you're 27, 30, you got a, uh, you know, you got a spouse, you got a kid on the way, possibly, you know, you got your first mortgage payment, and you're sitting going, oh my God, I've been, I went to work at six. You come home at nine, your feet are up, and you're, and you're sitting there trying to just decompress. Mm -hmm. Now your spouse wants to have a conversation, right. and now they give up on you because you're just brain dead. You just drool. You know, you're sitting there with a beer trying to eat, you know, healthy at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> allegedly. And you're, and then you look at the clock and you go, you know, if I watch TV, that means I'm only going to get seven hours of sleep. Right. So I get to get up tomorrow morning at five to get to the gym by six to repeat the shit one more time. Yeah. And sooner or later you, you look at yourself and say, I just can't do this. So the, the, that's, it's a sad thing that the burnout rate is high in this stuff, because, yeah. but it's self-inflicted. Yeah. We choose to be stupid. You know, starting that's okay, but if you're doing that over two or three years, shame on you. You've got to figure out a way to make money with mm -hmm. this. So I'm going I'm to take a hard right turn because you said a couple things in there that I recognize from, um, from a book uh, that you wrote and that I recently finished. And I think it might – correct me if I'm wrong, but this might be your most recent book, The Soul of a Trainer. Yes. Right? Okay. So there's not many books that are – that are dedicated to the insight of what it actually feels like to be a coach or a trainer. And when I saw this pop up, I, I heard it through either another podcast I listened to you on, I think, and I can't remember which one, you're on several other ones. But um, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely listening to this. And I did, I finished it like a couple weeks ago, told a bunch of my, my friends about it, they listened to it, and they're all like, oh, because we don't, we, we could talk to each other about it, but if we're all in that same like, you know, 10 to 15 span, year span of, of being in the business, we don't have very many people at the top who've been there and done that and, and know that 
they've gone through the exact same hardships that we've gone through, and here's how they came out the other side. And some of it's funny, some of it's kind of sad, some of it's like a, a little more um, insightful where you, you pause. I listened to it on Audible, so I paused it and I wrote down notes, um, and I come back and I'm like, this, you know, this guy gets it, he understands. Like there's somebody else out there that's, that's older than me who's been through, the, been through this thing. So what, what was your, in, I mean, obviously the inspiration is probably pretty easy, but what led you to write, in particular, The Soul of a Trainer? The, uh, the book before this was a book called Making More Money in the Fitness Business, and that was the entire business platform that I teach. So that was like a 400-page book on what I believed at that point in business. So I got that out of the way. So this book is, um, and, and thank you for asking, I am, and I'm very thrilled that you enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's surprising how many people do the audible version, which is kind of, you know, that's really <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. But there's... It's, it really started with um, late-night conversations. I, you get to a, I've been around so long, you get to a certain age where you, you'll talk to a guy and he'll go, Can, you know, well, talk to me about this business stuff, and then that's one question, and then they'll look at you and go, so what should I do with the rest of my life? <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or, you know, what do you think of my career? And I started having those conversations years ago with people that it's just, I don't know, they, I don't think a lot of coaches have anybody to talk to. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you, you going to tell your dad that's been an engineer or an accountant or whatever your dad does? And you can say, Dad, I want to be a professional coach. And they look at you like you're an alien. You know, yeah. well, your brother's a doctor. Don't you want to be a doctor? No, Dad, I want to wear funny clothes and eat shit out of plastic bowls, <laughs> you know, and, and go to workshops. Lift with, weights for a living. Yeah, with guys like Dan John, big bear guys. You know, yeah. you're just, you're looking at this, awesome. you're going, yeah, you're just like, you know, it's so. I don't think anybody gets this. So I found over the years that I'm the guy that people like to talk to about that. That's just because of my age and because of being around so long and kind of like creating most of the modern training business. So I kind of get an idea of what these guys are going through. So they, the book is, uh, started as just a lot of posts. Um, I was posting back in 2011, so I was kind of an early Facebook adapter. Mm-hmm. And the posts kind of took a life of their own. There's, you know, hundred some thousand people that follow my stuff now. But they, and people kept going, well, you know, do something with these posts. So yeah. I took the best ones and some other writings and kind of put them in this book. But the book is really, in, in a way, uh, a tribute to what we do. It was, it's really like, you know, I can't talk to every single one of you, but, you know, here's how I think about things, and I hope you think about these things. Yeah. It's everything from, you know, uh, I, I probably one of the most outrageous posts for response was, you know, just disconnect, put yeah. your phone down, you know, you know, grab your kid, put your phone down, stop texting, try trying to reach around your kid while he's sleeping, hold the kid, be there. Yeah. You know, take the spouse for a walk, you know, put the damn plastic bowl down. Right. You know, and put the T V remote down. Grab your spouse by the hand and just go walk. No music, nothing, just talk. Yep. So disconnecting was one of the things. The coaching career, how we think about coaching, the mistakes you're gonna make as a coach. So it was it was a labor of love, but it's also lessons that I can't touch all the coaches, but if, if nothing else, it's just, here's how I think you should think as a coach. Yeah. Here's the, the, the power of what we do. You know, and uh, the subtitle in there, you know, you were born to change lives. Right. And, but you, you, everybody were. You were. You know, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you do the podcast for fun. You know, you do these yeah. things. But your life is changing lives. And, and you, coaches need respect for that. But the problem is what we do, not many people understand. So you get up in the morning, you go in there, you got three clients. We forget the fact that we have power, that we're yeah. changing lives. We need to get paid for that. We need to get paid well for that. 
But also, I, there's not a lot of people that understand that. So if I could grab every coach and go, look, you know, I, can't, I don't have time to sit with every single one of you. Read the damn book because yeah. <laughs> this is how I want you to, to think about your career. It's okay to be. It's okay to be weird, be tatted up. It's okay yeah. to wear funny clothes and be a coach. It's okay to tell your parents, I'm not going to be a count. I'm going to be a coach. It's yeah. okay to do that. So the book is kind of like a giant permission slip to live your life as you want to live it as a professional coach. And, you, and they deserve respect for that. But also, we screw up. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like, you know, if you do this, I'm going to have to burn your house down. Shit, <laughs> you know, just, you know, you, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah, I love you. You're 27 year olds. You're a great coach. But if you fuck this up, I'm going to have to kill you. you know? <laughs> so there's, there's a few of those lessons in the book too. Yeah. So, and then in, in the rants and the raves, like the short ones about, um, about kids at, uh, Disneyland and like that, that last, like, you know, two, two minutes in the book and then you go on to something else. I like the rants about, uh, you know, giving respect to the coach, showing up on time, the coach is there for you on time, and it's kind of like the coach talking inside their head to the client, like, why aren't you here on time? Like, everybody knows how, how that feels, you know? So, but, but having somebody else put their thoughts down, I think that, that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, yeah, I totally get it. And I, I'll show, when we're done here, I'll show you like all the notes that I kept and bookmarks that I kept, and I, and I would send some to my wife, and I'm like, hey, how many times <laughs> have you heard this? And she was like, Eric, shut up. Like, I can't, like, I don't care. But, um, no, but I, I appreciate you writing that, that book is amazing. I appreciate you writing it and, and explaining it more. And um, uh, I want to wrap this up. We'll get back to the conference. But can you tell us why it's so important for a fitness professional to focus? And we, may, we might have touched on it a little bit, but the, the real importance of focusing on the business side of things when so many of us are not business-minded. The... Uh the nature of being a coach is that you're, you know, you're, you're set out on a mission and you're, you just you want to make people better. So having that intrinsic drive, you know, we just, we, we, what can we do mentally to make ourselves better? So we chase the alphabet. We chase stuff at, behind our name, initials, you know. Like I've got, you know, 35 letters after my name because I've got all these, yeah. So I've got all these, you know, I've, I've done this certification, this certification. And a young coach normally believes that if I get enough credibility through certifications, this endless stream of stuff on my business card, that I, all of a sudden I'm going to be that coach someday. And what you need to learn is it's just there's a certain point where, you know, if you chase those things, that it becomes a hobby, but it's not going to help your career. Right. You can actually get so many certifications, you become stupid. Because you, at some point, you ha you can follow Dan John, you can follow Boyle, you can follow Greg Cook, all the legends of the business. At some point, you have to come up with your own philosophy. Mm -hmm. So once you establish how you want to coach, there's a certain there's a point of no return where you seek certifications just for your own fun. Right. At that point, if you want to make a living out of this, you have to be more well rounded. And this is a lot of it's a lot of coaches. It's like uh, your personal brand. You know, you show up in the gym, you know, how are you dressed? Yep. You know, I'm paying you dude four, five hundred, six hundred dollars a month. Yep. And, and, you know, and you show up, you look like a homeless guy. You know, where's the card? Where's the fucking puppy? You know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, dude, really? You haven't even showered today. Right. You know, you got baggy shorts on a black T-shirt that looks like it's been worn 400 times. Yep. Your hair's all jacked up because right. you just rolled out of bed. I walk in for my five o'clock session and you walk in with me because you just got there one minute. Before, you know, the same time I did. You yep. just in the car. And I'm looking at this going, you know, I'm, I'm paying you a lot 
lot of money. You know, my accountant's there in my office ready. I'm paying them a lot of money. My attorney, my doctor, you know, you're a professional on my team. Yeah. So as a client, I walk in like this. So even your personal brand, we forget how important that is. You know, you got to be the best dress trainer in there. Yep. You know, you got to be educated. You have to learn to talk, present yourself. You're, you're, you're a professional working with people that have a shitload of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, I'm a CEO of a company. I come in, I'm working with a young trainer. You know, dude, you got to bring the shit. Yeah. It's not what you know. It's, it's how you deliver it. It's yep. a coaching experience. It's not just your credentials. It's everything that you do. So I recommend guys go to speaking schools. I recommend guys polish. I recommend guys look in the mirror and go, look, am, am I a guy that a $400 an hour guy is going to trust me? Right. And so you look at your brand, and then somewhere in there, you have to learn to make money doing this. So there has to be a certain, how do you market this brand? You know, you, you put, you know, doing a selfie with your shirt off and doing, a, you know, hey, I just did a PR. What do you guys think? How do I look? I'm getting ready for some kind of show or competition. Yeah. And, and that's your brand. Everybody yeah. in the neighborhood, you know, in, within three, four miles of your gym sees that on social media. Right. So is your brand really without a shirt? Oh, hey, I'm a role model. All about you. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a role model. You know, my, my clients want to see me without the shirt because, you know, that's what I do. If somebody's paying you like Don Saladino, they're paying you three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year to take your shirt off. Mm-hmm. Take the money. But if you're not getting paid to take the shirt off, you know, then it's about your clients and the yeah. results. So we don't know how to market. We don't know how to present ourselves as coaches. But we think if we get enough certifications, that, that that's going to win. And Mike Boyle says it better than anybody. It, it's not it, – the clients don't know – they don't care what you know. They care that you care. Yeah. And Boyle says that better than anybody. It's really about, you know, do you care? But also can you deliver coaching as an adult. Yep. You know, that's that's the thing. Is, you know, I'm judging you. when I The first time I meet you, I'm taking a look at you. If I'm a, I'm a corporate guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I pull up in a, a nice car. I live in a nice house. I have a real job. I make more money in one month than you probably made in the last 10 years. Right. And I'm looking at this coach going, so what do you got? Yeah. Well, I got 82 certifications. I don't give a so fuck what? about that. Right. What I care about is, look, are you dressed? Do you respect my money? Right. You know, I, I come in at 2 o'clock. I want you there at 145. And so I walk in the door. You're prepared for yep. me. So, you know, I want this thing to start on time and on time. I want you to be properly dressed. I want you to be literate. I want you to be, you know, you know, looking professional, whatever look that is for you. But I also, you know, you have to have the ability to have a business. So how do you get clients like me to come to you? That, that's your brand. That's how you market. Yeah. So guys go, I do Facebook shit. That's my brand. It's not your brand. Your brand, how coaches look is that one second in space and it's just it's fleeting you know when you're you know you're probably going to peak at about 32 and that that that's probably going to be the best day of your life oh yeah physically then, yeah yeah, yeah. there's going to be that day where you're standing you're looking in the mirror and you go okay this is it you know take a lot of pictures you know put that shit in your drawer take pictures have them printed out old school actually get pictures print them put them in there give them to your kids put them in the safe deposit box but that day is fleeting it's not your career right that's one second when you touch glory, but it's not who you're going to be for the next 20 years. Right. Who you're going to be is your brand, your professionalism, what you know of business. Can I make a living at this? Can I support my family? Can I do this right? That's what, that's what business is. It's not physical perfection on one day of your life. It's not the amount of certifications you have. It's your ability to, live, to deliver coaching to adults and be treated with respect. And you have to learn business to do that. This is not something we do passing through to other jobs as we started this conversation. Right. Yeah. This is your career. Yep. If I could teach any coach that this is what you do for a living. You, cho- you chose right. Being a coach is an honorable profession. You can make a ton of money out of it. But everything counts. Yeah. How Everything. Your brand is who you are, what you know, how you deliver training. 
So are you a good businessman, businesswoman? Learn if you're not. Yeah. Are you good at branding? No. Are you the most professional person in the gym? You got 20 other coaches. How do you stand out? You stand out by being the most professional. Yeah. It's not the certifications. It's right. how you deliver this education. Right. And, and do you respect the money? Do you respect the people paying you? Because I want you to be that person. Yeah. I'm paying you. You've got to be that guy. At some point, and I'll, we'll end on this, but at some point, so you hear it all the time about having tools in a coach's toolbox. The more tools you have, the better off. And I tend to go in the opposite direction, which kind of circles back to what you said before. You specialize. Like, be, very, be good. Like, have a well, be well-rounded, but be good at something. Like, you don't have to be a master of everything because you can't be. And, and I think that's another thing that we get caught up in. But um, well, let, me do, let me finish on one story. Go. I, I, I hate to throw this out. I want to, I want no, to tell perfect. the story. So uh, young coaches, when they, they, they're, you know, you, the guy's got 12 you know, certifications this year. He writes a program. It's like you know, 15 exercises done in three rounds. You know, it's just, it, and he spends an hour writing it because he's going to write the perfect workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan John, one of the most legendary coaches in the world, yep. uh, his books are amazing. Uh, there's some of the few books I keep forever as a coach. I just look at these books that are just motivate me. So I, I go to see Dan, and uh, so I'm like, he's got this great gym in his house. He flips up garage doors. It's just, you know, it's just he's the guy. I'm yeah. like, I'm looking forward to this. You know? awesome. I'm going to get work out with Dan. You know, I go out there. So it's kind of snowy and all this stuff in this place. And he lives, you know, he's got this great, but there's this huge field behind his house. So we're there. I'm like, he says, you ready to go? And he says, yeah. And so he, he gives me this 40-pound sandbag. And so we just take off walking down the field, and we're laughing, and we're telling, because he's a great storyteller, but he's, God, he's the brightest guy in the room. He's a, a, a religious professor. He yep. teaches at Oxford 10 days a year. He's that guy. So we're telling stories. We're laughing. We're walking down. He goes, now put the bag on your shoulder. So we walk down the end of the field, come back. We're doing this, and we go and sit by the fire and drink scotch. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting around going, like, you're the greatest coach in the world, and this is your workout? That he goes, workout. He goes, how much you travel this year? And I go, like, 40 weeks. And he goes, dude, that's all you need. All you needed was that. that. So, well, and I had him on the podcast, and he's an amazing storyteller. Yeah. And I think uh, if you follow him on Instagram, then it's definitely worth checking out. Looks like we're getting kicked out of here. So, Thomas, thank you I appreciate much. you very much, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.